Raider Nation, it's that time of the week again. Subscribe and tune in to get the latest news and analysis on everything silver and black. But yes, the Las Vegas Raiders have their guy, Josh McDaniels. Looking for objective opinions and interviews with A-list guests? Just pod, baby. Congrats on 100 episodes. I'm happy for you guys. Keep doing your thing, and thanks for having me, man. It was a blast. Look no further. You are listening to Just Pod, baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast. Brought to you by SportsNot.com. The prime thing is you have to win. You have to win. Otherwise, you can't be a success in professional football. And now your host, Evan Grote. Raider Nation, let's go and welcome to Just Pod Baby. Just Pod Baby coming at you on a Wednesday night. I know, not the normal day, not the normal release day for the show, but I figured it, we'd be better off waiting until middle of the week this week because the Raiders are now on the short week as they head out to Los Angeles to play the Rams on Thursday Night Football. So uh, we got a new show coming for you this evening. Just Pod Baby is brought to you by SportsNot.com. Check out the website. All kinds of great content for you available at sportsnot.com. Please follow the Twitter page as well at sportsnot. Also, subscribe to Just Pod Baby. Click the subscribe button however you listen, wherever you listen. Subscribe to the show. I appreciate the support as always. The Raiders, your Las Vegas Raiders on a three game win streak. Off the win versus the Chargers on Sunday, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams. They led the way on offense, along with the offensive line, playing really well right now, especially in the run game. Chandler Jones, yes, Chandler Jones, welcome to the party. Welcome to the season, Chandler Jones. He had himself a game, three sacks. He looked like a whole new man out there on Sunday. We have been waiting to see him make that kind of impact for, what, 11 weeks now? It's been a long time coming, but it was nice to see him finally uh, make a big contribution in the win. Now, I must admit, some of that came against a offensive line for the Chargers that is in complete shambles right now, but the defensive line, they did what they are supposed to do against uh, an undermatched group, a group that's beat up, a group that has a lot of injuries. They dominated, and, and that's that was a good sign. You want to see that. We'd be a lot more concerned right now had they not gone out there um, and, and, and played that well. Jerry Tillery. He's a guy that I have not talked about at all since they brought him in, and he needs to get his his uh you know his time in the in, in time to shine here. Uh, he's been a big part of the improvement on the defensive line. Eleven sacks in the last three games with him in the lineup. It's a good sign, and it goes to show you something that you know I've talked a lot about here on the podcast is how important it is to have someone on the inside that can generate pressure. It does so much for those guys coming off the edge, and we're, and we're seeing that uh, in the last uh, three weeks, three wins, I might add, for the Raiders. Now, this week, the Raiders have a very good opportunity to make it four, a four-game win streak if they handle business on Thursday night football against a very bad, one of the worst teams in the league, really, So to, uh, if you look at the standings, another very beat-up team, uh, in the Rams, who could be starting quarterback Baker Mayfield, who they just signed, uh, was released from the Panthers, uh, and then signed on Tuesday with the Rams. There's there's some rumblings that he may play. Uh, we'll get into the matchup a little bit later on, but before we do that, the rundown for the show this week, 
I do want to have a conversation uh, about the narrative surrounding the Raiders right now. It's crazy how the NFL works. It's crazy how it's changed for the Raiders just just three weeks ago. Think about it. Not not only the way people are now thinking about the team and talking about the team and the season, but also how people are now viewing individual coaches and players, how fans are talking about Josh McDaniels and Patrick Graham and Derek Carr, even Chandler Jones coming off that great performance on Sunday. A lot of people have had a major change of heart during this three-game win streak. You know, so we're going to talk about that. Also, I've been thinking about this, and it's something that I've briefly discussed in recent weeks, but I want to spend a little bit more time tonight talking about the possible return of Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller off the IR and what that could mean for the offense. Now, I... I have some contrarian thoughts when it comes to that. Some of you may disagree with it, but we will get into some of that a little bit later on here as well. And then to round out the show, we're going to discuss, briefly discuss Thursday night's matchup with the Rams. Uh, We're going to go straight through one long segment here this evening. So let's get right into it. Glad to have you guys here with me again this week. Three weeks ago, the Raiders were two and seven. They were looking at a top five draft pick. Speculation was swirling about the future of the head coach, Josh McDaniels. Should he be brought back following the season? Would he be a one and done head coach? Does he have what it takes to be a head coach based on the failures that he had in Denver and, and with Las Vegas prior to the three game win streak? Some of the other things we were hearing, did Mark Davis make a mistake? Did he make the wrong decision in hiring Josh McDaniels? Is he the right guy for the job? And of course, that speculation was warranted after a 2-7 and seven start. With a team that seemingly was, was built to compete in the conference for a playoff spot. I expressed my displeasure with the coach. I, I, I thought from the very beginning, yes, the players were not holding up their end. They were not executing. It was very poor. But at the end of the day, I I always believed that it started at the top. It 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 was the coach's responsibility to fix those things. There was a clear disconnect from the 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 head coach to the quarterback. You know, the offense we're not on the same page. Uh, receivers running similar routes to other receivers in the same areas. Spacing was not good. The timing was off. The rhythm was off. And you saw those things, especially late in games, the lack of execution. The body language as well is another thing that was very evident when you watched those games. It was very negative. Very negative. And that's why the rumors were swirling that... Maybe he had lost the locker room. That's Those are the things that we were hearing. There was no identity on offense. And I'm sure you remember the rotation that was going on with the offensive line. The first, what, five or six games of the season? Something that was well documented, was discussed on many podcasts, in many articles. Everybody was talking about it. 
settle in on a five. Settle in on your five best offensive linemen and put them out there and let them develop. Now, I was always consistent going back to to even when McDaniels was hired long ago that I felt, and I've said it many times on this podcast, that I felt there could be a regression for the Raiders in 2022. Even after they traded for Adams and brought in Jones and, and things were looking real good on paper, I've always said I was consistent and I said things could take longer than what the fans want. Sometimes these things do not gel immediately. Now, I also mentioned within the last five weeks that for other teams who had hired new head coaches, first-time head coaches, it came together much quicker for them. Look at the Dolphins and look at the Vikings. Look what what, what they were able to do with their first-time head coaches. It's clicking for them. They look great. Two of the better teams in their conferences. But also look at the Giants with Dayball. They looked great to start the season. Now they're having a little bit of a regression. Coming back down to earth a little bit are the Giants. Now I kind of gave up saying that for the Raiders at at two and seven. You know, at two and seven, I thought nine weeks into the year was enough time to finally get things going. Now, when I said there was going to be a regression and things could take time to gel, I never imagined it would take uh, nine weeks. Now, as you know, if you've been listening to the show, I thought the Raiders hit rock bottom after the Colts loss. That was the ultimate low point of the season. I thought, I said it on the show, I thought it was time to hit the reset button, time to move on from Derek Carr, go in a different direction. It looks like they're going to have a top five draft pick. You know, a, a prime destination to, to, you know, get some value drafting a quarterback. And, and many people shared those thoughts. Many people disagreed. And that's, and that's cool. That's good. You know, many of us figured the playoffs were 100% out of the question at 2-7. and seven. And how could you not? I mean, statistically speaking, that just doesn't happen often. A 2-7 and seven team making the playoffs. I don't have the number in front of me, but I bet you it's, it's close to zero. And it reminds me of last season, this team. It, it's very weird how how similar these two seasons are becoming. Because you, you, you think back to last year when the Raiders lost five out of six games there, you know, where their record was six and seven with four games to play. You know, the last of those of those five losses was that drumming to the Chiefs, 48 to nine. I'm sure you remember. Very similar, if you ask me. And we thought they hit rock bottom last year at that point, and they went on to win four in a row. Now this year, we thought they hit rock bottom against the Colts. Derek Carr gets emotional in his press conference. Devontae Adams, Max Crosby, take it upon themselves to call out some teammates, question the desire with some of the guys in that locker room. And what do they do? They show us some life. Two consecutive walk-off wins in overtime. A big divisional game with a win last week against the Chargers. Three in a row for the first time since week 17 of last season. And now the script 
has been flipped for the Raiders. Now the conversation around the Raiders has changed, even at 5-7. and seven. People, are again, are believing that the playoffs are a possibility. Maybe Josh McDaniels is the guy. He should stick around. They no longer hold that top 10 pick anymore. So, is it wise to move on from Derek Carr? These are the conversations that people are now having. And think about where we were just three weeks ago. How it's changed. Now, as far as Derek Carr is concerned, I doubt it at this point. The way things are going at this current moment, we know things can change drastically depending on on how the final few games play out. But, you know, Derek Carr seems to be safe at this moment. But again, how the, the... the narrative, how the mood has changed with this team. I actually saw someone on Twitter refer to Chandler Jones as revitalized, right? And I'm not saying this stuff because I disagree with it. That's not what I'm getting to. I'm just going to make the point that this is what winning does. It breeds confidence and excitement within the fan base. Confidence within the locker room, with the players. And that is something that has been lacking for the Raiders in 2022 and their fans. Now, I don't know how this is all going to play out in the next five games. The NFL is, it's wild. It's a crazy league. Anything can happen on any week. Now, looking at the schedule, and I I love doing this. I love playing the what-ifs and the speculation. I really do enjoy that. I would be shocked if the Raiders don't win on Thursday night to improve their record to six and seven. Okay. That would set them up with a huge game in week, uh, week 15 versus the Patriots who are currently one game ahead of the Raiders right now. And for those of you who have not yet looked up the Patriots schedule, it's brutal. They have a brutal schedule remaining. They have the Cardinals, which that's not one of the games that I'm referring to as being brutal. Then they have the Raiders, the Bengals, the Dolphins, and the Bills to end the season. That is a tough stretch of games. Now, the other team that you want to keep an eye on is the is the Jets. And I'm going to pull up their schedule right now, if you'll just give me one moment. Okay, I do have that now in front of me. I'm looking at it. We they have the Jets have a game at Buffalo this week. Then they're home against the Lions, home against the Jaguars, and then back on the road to end their season at Seattle and at Miami. So not exactly a, a, a you know a cakewalk there either. They've got a couple tough games. Buffalo is going to be very tough. Seattle could be fighting for their playoff hopes in Miami as well. Could need that win. So, you know, when you look at it like that, things are starting to kind of line up for the Raiders. Uh, They're going to need a little help. As far as the Raiders' schedule is concerned, I mentioned next week they play the Patriots. They finish it out with Pittsburgh, San Francisco, and then Kansas City. Now, I think, 
This is my opinion. I think they're going to need to win out. 10 is going to be the number. I, I think I think that's going to be the number. When you look at some of these other teams in the conference that are battling for those last couple of spots. Now, that's going to be hard to accomplish. Is it impossible? No, because I think they're going to be favored in, in, in three of those five games. San Francisco uh, is going to be starting some quarterback that I've never heard of. Now, I know they have a great defense, but they got to be able to score points as well. They got to be able to keep up with the Raiders offensively, and, and the Raiders are clicking right now on offense. It very well could come down to week 18 against the Chiefs. And at that point, the Chiefs could have very little to play for, depending on what Buffalo does. If Buffalo keeps winning, then who knows? what the Chiefs may decide to do. If they can't win home field advantage, they could be resting some starters in that final game. So, you know, it's going to be very interesting. Um, Still five games to play. Anything could happen. We could be right back where we started if they don't finish the season strong. But at least for another week or two, the narrative has changed. And the Raiders, they have something to play for. They have meaningful games mid-December or early December, and they're still playing meaningful games after a 2-7 and seven start. You have to be happy with that as a fan. Now, the other topic that I wanted to get into this week is the potential return of Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. Now, at the time of this recording, they were not designated for return from the IR, so it appears that they're going to come back next week. Now, based on McDaniel's comments that he made earlier in the week when he met with the media, he wants them to be able to get a few practices in before he puts them back out there in game action, and that makes a lot of sense, and that was something that they did for Nate Hobbs as well when he came off of IR. And obviously, it's it's a short week this week, so they weren't able to get them the practices that they, they wanted to, to to get them onto the field. Now, there's no doubt that having those two out there adds more talent to the offense, obviously. Now, and I I think it's going to take pressure off a Devontae Adams. Not that he can't get it done by himself because clearly he can get it done by himself. He's been doing that the last few games, putting up huge numbers. But here are some of my thoughts. And, And I said it earlier on the show, I have some contrarian thoughts on this. And you may think it's crazy to suggest this, but putting them both back into the lineup, could that actually work against the offense? That's my thought. That's the question I want to pose to you. Could it actually work against the offense? Now, hear me out. Obviously, they're great players. The Raiders are better with those two guys. But the offense is rolling right now. They're rolling. Josh Jacobs is getting a ton of touches. He is the centerpiece of the offense. Devontae Adams is the focal point of the passing game. There is a clear and concise plan right now, and they are executing that plan very well. I I just wonder if you throw two players into the mix who have not been available most of the season. Renfro's played six games and Waller's played five. Will that disrupt the flow of the offense? I think it's a fair question to ask. Is it safe to assume their transition back to the lineup will be seamless? 
Can you sit here and tell me right now today that they're going to come back to the lineup and it's just nobody's going to skip a beat? Will they have some rust? What if they need a couple weeks to get their feet under them? Especially Waller. I mean, think about it. He's played in only five games. And if I recall, one of those five games, he played in only a, a handful of snaps. So really, he's played four games all season after missing most of training camp. So he's going to need time to reacclimate himself back to the game of football. Not only back to, you know, the offense. He he has been out most of the entire season, dating back to mid-July, really. And even when he was somewhat healthy at the beginning of the season, he didn't play very well. A lot of mental mistakes. Didn't play well. Now, Renfro I have slightly less concerns with as far as getting him back on the field and getting back into playing shape and, you know, all the things that go into the game mentally and physically, I have less concerns about him. But I do think my concerns... And my question is valid. Think about how the offense performed when both of those two guys were on the field. And I know it wasn't for many snaps, but when they did have Renfro or they did have Waller, the offense wasn't very good. You know, why was that? And how do we know that that won't happen again? How do we know the offense will just continue to play well when they return? Now, I'm personally, I'm pumping the brakes a little bit. I'm not going to assume that the return of Waller and Renfro is going to just push this offense over the top. Ideally, yes, the more talent you have on the field, the better you should be. But I also know that there's another side to that. There's something to be said about chemistry and rhythm. And the offense has those things going right now. Josh McDaniels, as a play caller, is in a very good place right now. He's figured it out. He's pushing all the right buttons right now. Will there be a temptation to go away from what's working? And and try to get Waller and Renfro involved to utilize their skills. Could that disrupt things? I'm very, very interested to see how this plays out. One thing is for certain, if they can get them both back on the field and integrate them into the offense, have them contribute, it's going to make things very challenging for defenses, especially with the, with the, the level that Josh Jacobs is playing at. I don't think any of us ever imagined he would be playing this well this year. I, I surely didn't. Devontae Adams, the the way that he's making plays left and right. And you can't forget the offensive line, who we all criticized a lot in the first nine games of the season. They are playing very, very well. I'm not sure they're getting enough credit right now. But when you combine all of those things, if they could get Renfro and Waller back playing at a high level, look out. If they ever did get into the playoffs... I don't care how bad that defense is. That offense is going to score a lot of points. So just some of my thoughts. Anyways, let me know what you think. Uh, you know, you guys have a couple of different ways you can reach out to me. DM me on Twitter. Let me know what you think. I'm always 
open in the comments. Send me a message on justpodbaby.com through the contact page. Would love to hear from you guys uh, on your thoughts about my contrarian ideas with getting Waller and Renfro back. I do have one last topic that I want to get to here um, before we wrap it up. And that's, that's, of course, the game on Thursday night. Now, I do see the Raiders are uh, favored by six points right now, as they should be. I mean, this Rams team, they're horrible right now. Now, I, I don't, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't watch the Rams on a week-to-week basis, but I do know one thing. You take away Matthew Stafford from that team. You take away Cooper Cup from that team. You take away Aaron Donald from that team, and that's all you need to know right now. That's all you need to know about this team right now. Now, they've lost six games in a row, and as I mentioned, they signed Baker Mayfield on Tuesday. And and believe it or not, there's speculation that he could play in this game. Now, can you imagine that? A quarterback who's been in the building for one day going out there and, and possibly playing in the game. This is a game the Raiders absolutely should win. I expect them to win it big. Um... Should Mayfield not go, it's John Wolford, who I did see was listed on the injury report. Uh, He's dealing with a a neck injury. Um, He was limited Tuesday, limited on Wednesday, and was listed as questionable. Um, A couple other players that are out for the Rams. I believe David Long Jr., he's a defensive back. I believe he's one of their starters. I think he plays corner for them. He is out. So, I mean, this team is just is 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 brutal right now. Terrible, terrible shape. As far as the Raiders injury report goes, um, Rocky Sin is going to be out for this game. Okay, He played last week, played pretty good, made a couple plays against the Chargers. He's dealing with a knee injury. He's out. Andrew Billings, he's going to be out again this week as well. Jayon Brown, he is also out this week with a hand. And then... Um, tight end Jesper Horstead, he's out as well, which is interesting because uh, that leaves them pretty thin at tight end. And Foster Moreau, he he got hurt last week, left the game for a bit, came back. So really thin right now um, at tight end. Now offensively for the Rams, you know, I'm assuming they're going to want to lean on the run, whether it's Wolford or, or Mayfield on their center. They're going to want to lean on that run game a little bit with Cam Akers, um, and then in the passing game, you know, Van Jefferson, Allen Robinson has been a major disappointment this year as well. They've got a couple guys who can, who can make plays despite not having Cooper cup, but, but nothing that should overwhelm this defense whatsoever. This is a game that the Raiders defense should, you know, be able to play well, you know, limit them, uh, scoring for sure especially on a short week, especially on a short week. I'm looking at Walford in two games. He's thrown three picks. He's been sacked quite a bit as well. So I expect a good performance here by the defense. Now, as far as the Rams defensively, without Aaron Donald, that is that is a huge loss for them. Jalen Ramsey, you know, he's still a great cornerback in the league. I'm sure he's going to be traveling a, a plenty with Devontae Adams. So they may need some other guys to step up. You know, Mac Hollins, uh, Foster Morrow, this may be a game where those two got to step up and make a couple more plays in the passing game. Maybe it's Josh Jacobs out of the backfield, Amir Abdullah out of the backfield. I'm sure Jacobs is going to get, 
you know, he may not be as as involved in the run game, being that it's a short week. He just had what twenty eight carries, I think, on on Sunday, thirty three carries the week before that. He's been limited in practices the last couple of weeks, so you know, you may see more Zamir White this game as well. You may see them use a little bit more of a committee at running back than we have seen at any point this year. So, but absolutely, this is a game the Raiders have to win if they want to try to, you know, somehow, some way get into the playoffs. You can't lose this game. Absolutely cannot lose this game from what I've uh, read online. A lot of tickets being sold to Raiders fans. Um, you know, Los Angeles is, is another home for the Raiders, so I expect it to be loud. I, I expect it to be a very pro-Raiders uh, crowd despite it being a home game for the Rams. So those are some quick thoughts on the game. Um, I mentioned if they should win this game, is going to set up a very big game uh, next week, week 15, with the Patriots, who, uh, you know, that's a game you're going to want to keep your eye on this week on Sunday. When the Raiders not playing, you're going to want to watch that Patriots-Cardinals game. You're also going to want to keep an eye on that Jets-Buffalo game. And can't can't forget about the Chargers. They're still in the mix as well. Reeling, look terrible. Offensive line, horrible. But they're 6-6. Six and six. They have a game this week against the Dolphins. So those are three games that Sunday you're going to want to keep your eye on while the Raiders are off um, because those are, those games are going to have implications for the Raiders. The Raiders are going to need a little help. Going to have to win out, in my opinion, and going to need a little help. So those are three games you want to keep an eye on this weekend. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for the show this week. I want to thank everyone for tuning in, for your support, and also, please make sure you are subscribing to the podcast. Please follow me on Twitter at egroat 5 and you can expect to hear from me again next week. We'll, I'll probably uh, forego the recap episode this week, and you will hear from me next week at our normal time on Thursday as we begin to preview the Week 15 matchup with the Patriots, which I am fully expecting to be a big-time, big game in the AFC. I'm expecting the Raiders to win tomorrow. I'm expecting the Patriots to win on Sunday versus the Cardinals, and that is going to be a big game for the Raiders and the Patriots if they both want to keep their playoff hopes alive. So make sure you're tuning in to that one next week. Uh, I hope everyone has a great weekend. Enjoy the game this week with the Raiders. And as always... Just win, baby.